0: From a radio studio on Long Island, New York, come two die-hard fans of the greatest rock and roll band hailing from Hollywood, California. Dissecting all things Guns N' Roses and anything else in their distorted minds, it's Brando and Scotto. Cause you
1: know where the fuck you are!
0: And this is Appetite for Distortion. Welcome to the podcast. It is uh, Appetite for Distortion with Brando. I am Brando, and with me is... Scotto. Comma, Ian. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm going to
2: refer to you as Ian. I, I'll, I just I'll probably refer I to you album. as Brandon or Brando, whatever. Yeah, either works. Yeah.
0: So so welcome again, and we appreciate uh, all those who listen to the, the first episode our inaugural debut episode of our Guns N' Roses podcast. It was a lot of fun to do and to read all the feedback and really being active on social media. So thank you for, you know, friends old and new.
2: Yeah, the the first people I want to thank actually were the people at my GNR forum. Uh, I remember when I first said I was going to put it up on there, you were a, you were a little hesitant. I was that, that, scared. Some of the trolls coming out. I was scared. But overall, the feedback was incredible. People really liking the show. Not so much with the Guns N' Roses night train board, but that's okay. Wasn't was that and one guy, though? Was there, you know what? It was one guy, and he was an asshole about it. And... He was like, well, don't ask people for feedback if you just want to hear praise. And there's a way that you could say, like, it wasn't my thing without being a dick. What did he um, say? Because
0: I'm not on that. I, I check out you know MyGNR. I don't
2: even remember. And it's been a month since the first show. But I'm over... pretty sure
0: you said it was nothing new. That's what, isn't what what you said that he said? Oh, no, Who cares? Well,
2: it was actually a guy who apparently didn't like the MyGNR forum because he was like, this sounds like reading the MyGNR forum. And, and I, I personally love that forum. And those guys seem to really like us. And yeah. I even got messages from people who run the board saying, like, hey, we're not— you know, big names in the GNR universe, but a lot of us who are behind the swarm would be down to come on any time. Well, and that's the we'll same make thing that for us.
0: That, yeah. I mean, that's what this is. And, and instead of, you know, rather than suckling the teat of that, I mean, that's, it, it's all one community and that's what this yeah. is. You know, we're all kind of adjacent of each other. We're not, you know, I would love to be in that, that camp and, and, you know, go camping with uh, Axl Rose and fishing, ice fishing with Slash and be of that ilk. <laughs> But this is, you know, these are two, we're, we're two radio guys have been doing it for, you know, a decade, and we've always bonded over Guns N' Roses, our fandom talking back at the 4th, going back from the days of just when is Chinese democracy going to come out and... And now that we're one show under uh, the belt of the reunion tour, you know this is just the perfect time that we were able to do this. So, uh, in the first episode, we we spoke about you know who we are and who we were. So if you uh, missed that, please we're on uh, we're on iTunes, uh, Facebook, and Twitter all at the uh, the AFD show. Yep. And uh, so we were talking also how our feelings were leading up to the reunion because that was before you know I, other than just the LA shows and Coachella, it was right after that. Um, now they played in Detroit, but what will you want to talk about in this episode? And we are going to talk about uh, the, their first show because you were uh, fortunate enough to get... We're going to have a guest on in a little bit, right?
2: Yeah, a good friend of mine, Jason Schultz, uh, big name photographer, does some really great... If you look at his work at Schultz Shot Me, any of that stuff, he he does awesome stuff. So he's not only a guy who was at the Detroit show and his photographer, he's, he's shot pretty much you know the big members of the band, uh, Slash, Axel duff Ugh, so he's already my hero yeah yeah we'll talk about all that um and we want to talk about what sh- ended right
0: before the reunion show which was axel dc yes which and is
2: what everybody's calling it yeah it, i don't know who coined the phrase the term axel dc but it's it's it, it i'm works. gonna
0: buy the shirt that you sent me i gotta buy it it's the <laughs> handicap logo with uh, the bandana. <laughs> Cause yeah. Axel, I think he's just now out of the wheelchair. I think he has yep. like a, a soft cast on.
2: because He seems fine, though, because I, I looked at the video still, of the Detroit show. He's, he's kind of gingerly.
0: I mean, he's still you know going up on the speakers and everything, but I don't know. Maybe he's pushing. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's pushing it. I doubt he's like 100%. What am I? I'm a freaking doctor. I don't know. He's not in the wheelchair anymore. Yeah. He's not in the uh, the Dave Girl chair. So we're going to talk about the uh, Detroit show in just a little bit. We're going to talk about uh, Axel DC and just basically the, the issue that some people still have about the reunion, which is just the lineup changes, which this band is known for. They're the menudo of rock and roll. And I think that's that's going to be our theme of this episode. So where do you want to start
2: with that? We'll we'll yeah, we'll start with all that. The one thing before I forget to mention it because sure. I actually wrote this I'm looking at my phone now. Uh, beyond just the good feedback, I, I really do appreciate the people saying oh, yeah, like, yeah, "Hey, go, uh-huh. you you had a mess up here. You, oh, you please wrong on let this us shit. know." Yeah, because I, you know, as we've said before, we're not Guns N' Roses experts. We're two fans of the band. We're super and, nerds. Yeah, but there's certain stuff we're gonna get wrong. So here are three things that we did get wrong, and I want to be on the record as correcting.
0: We should get music though corrections for yeah. the store. Beep boop go. We should we should do that. Was it right there?
2: Um. All right, so first of all, I said on the episode, and and we both thought, that Izzy never played with Velvet Revolver. I was saying he was kind of a part of the Axel camp. Right. And there is video of him playing on stage with Velvet Revolver. I did not know that. I don't know
0: how that went over
2: my head. It was cool to see, and I don't know if it was just a one-time thing. Maybe someone could let us know that. But he did, in fact, get on stage with the members of Velvet Revolver. Fascinating. Um, The other thing. You were. I was talking about when Paul Tobias, aka Paul Huge, or I actually heard Axel call him Paul Hugie, and <laughs> I did, and I was like, "Is this how you say?" Because the 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 comeback show, and I'm saying it in air quotes, you can't see that uh, as I'm speaking, uh, of when they played New Year's Eve, when it was you know the Axel comeback with sure. the other lineup. I've listened to that whole show, which is an awesome show, and he refers to him as Paul Hugie. So I was like, it "Is that be- how you say it?" or is, it, is him just fucking around? But anyway, Paul Tobias. Uh, you were asking kind of the timeline of when he was recording over Slash's parts and this pissed-off Slash and right, started some right. of that feud. So that was apparently during Sympathy for the Devil. So if you listen to that song, that's Paul Tobias playing some of that over some of Slash's parts. Some okay. of that was re-recorded, even though I think Slash is credited. And Paul Tobias was brought in as a studio musician.
0: That was for the interview with the Vampire soundtrack. And I remember during the Behind the Music I forgot who it was that said it, like, you could hear the band breaking up in that song, which I guess you can, because yeah. they got
2: other people on it. And if you listen to the song, even some of that guitar, you can tell it's not, it doesn't sound like Slash. Yeah, he- Some of that solo doesn't sound he like He has it. a unique sound, he definitely yeah. does. Uh, and then the third one was that you brought up um, Axel running into Slash at that hotel, Sorry, oh, Axel Duff. running to Duff. Now I'm going to get that wrong. <laughs> Axel running to Duff at that hotel, and you thought he was touring with his band Loaded. He apparently was just there on business. Okay, so well, that's a minor one. But yeah, well,
0: you fuck yourself. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, the, no those, I, li- I like that they no, tell. No, I this do. Stuff. I want that because. You know, I'm, you know, burnt a lot of brain cells in my pothead days, and I forget certain things. But I, I was in the ballpark of yes, it. Yeah. I wasn't like they were, you know, at a chicken fight and they were talking. Yeah, no, I
2: think the only big mistake we made probably was the Velvet Revolver one. Because I'm just that, that I went was surprised I was under my the head. impression he never played with those guys. I knew they were cool. Yeah. But I guess in, I wasn't so sure, to be honest. I, you know, we, Izzy is like a question mark because he, he's just so out of the spotlight. You know, he's mm. got his own Twitter now, but he, it seems like he, you know, there's some speculation. Hey, maybe Steven will join on some shows. We'll see if that happens. Didn't yeah. happen in Detroit. But there yeah. seems to be no sign of Izzy coming out during these shows.
0: It's just, um, it's very weird because obviously we saw him perform a bunch with the last tour of, uh, of Guns N' Roses when DJ Ashbro was still with the band. And it's just why would that not happen now, you know, unless he has an issue with Slash. You know, I, I, this is—it's very weird. So it's going to be very interesting to see what transpires with that. Uh, but you're still finding less and less people now um, complaining that it's not quote the original lineup. And I know that was a real—I uh, want to use this word for the first time in my life—a bugaboo <laughs> with you. <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching um, Step Brothers. A real bugaboo with you. I was that, thinking, yeah that it was <laughs> like it's not the original lineup, and that was how it was coined. Well and not with me. Not, no, it seemed to bother you. Like you said that. Like you were happy with the reunion. This 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 reunion. Oh yeah, but I wasn't like like
2: there are pe- semantics. people but there's people that work with me, yeah, you know, over at Sirius who got to see the original lineup and they're not even going to these shows because they're just like, Hey, I got to see Guns N' Roses and this is not Guns N' Roses. And in some way I, I respect that. But for me, no, I, I'm there, I'm gonna have the time of my life. It's less than a month away from when we get to see them. And July 23rd. Dude, I literally might cry when Slash jumps on that piano, hopefully, as Axel plays uh, November I, Rain.
0: I was watching, um, I was on the air uh, that night for uh, WBAB on Long Island, and, you know, I was, it was hard to focus because that was when the Detroit show happened, and they went on, on time. You know, so stop yeah. with those stupid. Oh, is Axel going to be late? No, it hasn't happened in years. Ninja Turtles two is not like in theaters anymore. It's not going to. They gonna...
2: sometimes come out a little late, but there's. Nothing but like, like the normal spectrum of a band yes, being late, yeah, yeah. it's
0: not the cliche Axel being hours late anymore. Sure. I think they went on at like nine thirty.
2: And they played over three hours, I heard.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. what I was reading. But what I was doing was um. Thank God for the internet. I know you hate social media. Uh, and, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but. the double H, the sword. Yeah. Uh, but Periscope, people periscoping this. So, you know, I was just going on Twitter using the hashtag um, Guns N' Roses or just really putting in the search bar Guns of Roses Periscope. And I'm watching the show live. And when they had November rain, and I'm like, oh my God, this is the first time I'm like really seeing this. And I got a little, i get a little clept. Give you a topic. <laughs> so civil guessing- war is neither civil nor a
2: war to discuss. <laughs> I'm guessing uh, Slash didn't hop on the piano. I though, did not like, see that.
0: I mean, they were they were not. I feel like
2: that's not going to happen. I don't know why. He's but... too old. No, he's—he's he's still in decent shape. <gasps> he's act well. You know what's funny? Like he's got a little bit of a gut going on because I saw those those beach photos. Yeah. But he so has some guns as well. Yeah. Like he's—he's he's fucking jacked, man.
0: No, he's—they're all in. They're all in good shape. I mean, Axel. I mean, he's still a little pudged, but he's not what he was. Yeah, there's people
2: who expect them to look like they did in the Welcome 50. to the Jungle video, and that's just not going to happen. They, and they look fine, man. Like, I could, you know, without saying names, because I don't want to say certain ones, but th- there's there's bands that come out now that were from the 80s, and they really look terrible now.
0: Well, I'll say one, and I don't know how well they, they, they've they been out, and it's not who you're thinking, uh, is Flock of Seagulls. I remember when they like had those reunion shows on VH1. Okay. I know that's why I'm bringing it up. I'm like, Fuck, sure. The fucking sure. Seagulls. Yeah, and it's not but someone that, that you're guy, gonna have to interview yeah, anytime that, soon. Yeah, so. that was like he looked like uh, you know uh, Krang's body. Like it was just it was really weird. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean these guys get older, man. I mean I saw um, last night uh, Brad Whitford from um, Aerosmith performing with uh, Derek St. Holmes.
2: Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that you were at that.
0: Yeah, I, I went last night. Um, and he looks much older. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he just looks looks
0: like Willie Nelson.
2: Yeah. You know. Uh, he looks so funny. I I gotta ask before we get Jason on, um, how was that show? I know your friends in Midnight Mob opened. I got to see Whitford Saint Holmes just a few months back. They and they, they were my cool. Friend, they yeah, sounded
0: tight, and you know it was enjoyable. I mean, obviously I didn't know any of the music. You know I haven't listened. Did, to Did the they do
2: an Aerosmith cover?
0: Or I probably you know so to show like I, I I'm I, I'm that guy. I left maybe like three songs um, before they ended.
2: Wait, I understand I, though because was it at was at Revolution right? Yeah, yeah. Which notoriously is just super late.
0: No, they weren't were fine. They
2: weren't like... I'll go on the record, because I don't have anything to do with that venue. You might... I am not a fan of, like... I saw, recently, Faster Pussycat and L.A. Guns. (laughs) And L.A. Guns... I love 80s. I know, I do too, but But, it's just funny. L.A. Guns didn't go on... Until like one thirty or something. Are it's you like, sure you that's be not kidding me? Man. Are you sure it's not just LA Guns? But I will say because I've seen many shows where this has happened. I did at
0: Revolution. see Andrew WK there, and he went on a little late as well. So he I, usually goes on late though. He goes
2: on like midnight.
0: Yeah, and it's so funny. Our um, WBA— I won't say that because maybe I'll get in trouble. But our competitor got uh, booed off the stage. Our competitor, radio station. Really? I'll tell you that off the air. That's funny. Yeah, I I could not believe what I was seeing. You know what? If you're in radio and you have an ego, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Let's put it that way. All right. Sorry. Now I don't like but the without anyway, no, like that. And I also, got the anger coming at me. From I here. know.
2: Yeah, you guys promote shows at Revolution. You know, I don't know the people who run Revolution. I just hate the. Not you know, not to be that guy, but I couldn't believe I was watching a show that started at like 1:30, and I've seen this happen many times.
0: Well, this so. was in L. A. Not to sidetrack uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. too much. I mean, no, they they went out on time. I'm just like you know, I'm a 32 year old old man. I'm yeah. just I'm not I'm used to not staying up late, so I probably left around 12:30. And they were not, still playing. That's not early, they had though. been on for like an hour already. How was Midnight Mob? Oh yeah, they're they're great. They're uh, an amazing local band.
2: They should be famous. They they are really they, good because I've seen them open.
0: Too. They sound like you know. Um, well, I think what first got me into the before I met them, and you know how cool the entire band uh, was and is, is. They sound like Guns N' Roses, but if it was fronted by a, um,
2: a female Danzig. You know, oh, I was going to say, or they, wa- they sound almost like Amy Winehouse running a rock band, because that girl could really like, belt belts. Blacky Death Proof. She
0: can sing like that, but she it, it varies. It could be like very Jim, Morrison, uh, Jim Morrison-y, it could be Danzig, it could be uh, Brody from The Distillers. I hear some
2: Amy Winehouse, and she was a great singer. She, so.
0: This girl has a voice that's not cliche, because a lot of... We spoke about this before, what's happening with rock and roll. It's, it's, it's very different, but... But they're also happening, which I guess to bring it all around with our um, at the while well, we're taping this uh, with lineup changes, they're having like a spinal tap thing with drummers, so they're trying to get a solidified drummer. That's funny. Yeah, so um, no, Bradford Whitford was great, and you know it's going to be interesting. I know Aerosmith had their issues with changing lineups, but I mean you need to have that's Aerosmith. That's the, that's one of those bands that every member is as important as as the other. And, you know, I think Steven just announced on Howard Stern yep, I was gonna that, mention that, yeah. that they're going to be on their farewell tour next
2: year. Yes, so and it, it's
0: nice. And he also dispelled any rumor of them going out without Steven because then it's not Aerosmith.
2: Sure. And then that's, uh, I, I want to get to Jason, but that's also like that whole discussion of, you know, is the band getting along? People are wondering with Guns and Roses because with Aerosmith, we know that these guys don't really get along off the stage. Well, Stephen said that he's like,
0: I love those guys. I'm sure that it's like a, any sort of relationship with a friend or a marriage or a girl. I've what, heard they, that
2: they just really don't like each yeah. other. I have heard that. Uh, and with I Mot- mean, I don't know. We only yeah. this is all third hand for us. So with I, uh, with Motley Crue that they hate each they other. They just put out uh, you know the 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 Did you see that release. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of their last show. And they're very open that they don't hang out, they don't really like each other off stage. Separate they, rooms, right? Separate hotels. Sometimes their tour manager That's says, like, come and, on. "But I really appreciated the brutal honesty." Uh, sure, because I don't want them to be. You, you know, always got that from that band, and I will
0: always respect that.
2: Yeah, but yeah, but they weren't as open as this. But you know, what? you kind of have to have the illusion that they're they're a gang when they're on stage. Mm-hmm. But this was it. So anyway, um, yeah, I'm wondering if Guns and Roses is, is really getting along. We talked about that a little last episode. Um,
0: so, uh, yeah, I guess from uh, your, your friend, Jason, we're going to talk to him and see what he saw through his metaphoric and literal lens yes. to uh, how they looked on stage. Like, were, you know, Slash and Axel kind of in their own pockets? Were they, you know, making out? Like, what's, what's the deal?
2: <laughs> so, on with us is my friend, Jason Schultz, who I know from Sirius XM, does some photography there. Uh, and actually, Jason, I was saying how you were at the Detroit show, the first show of the tour. Um, but before we get into that, do you want to tell people your background so they know you're a legit guy? Well, and- I
0: first want to know, are you all like, Schultz, are you also Jewish?
1: I, you know, that's a good question. I'm not Jewish. It's spelled very differently. It's S-H-A-L-T-Z. Oh, okay. No, there's no U.
2: Oh, I wasn't that's, sure that's if Jason so was. It just never came up. All right, like, I guess we'll let you on the air. All right. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> I get the hall pass. I get the hall pass. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I, uh, I I'm, a, I'm been a, a photographer, mainly a music photographer for the past about seven years or so in New York. Um, you know, I, I, I have a, a different background, more in finance and whatnot. But I sort of wanted to. Do my own thing a while ago, and photography was something that was always calling me. So I did that, and I've been blessed to be able to have clients and um, sort of been able to navigate my world in the in the music industry um, by doing it not just with a hobby, but actually just to, to pay the bills and whatnot. So.
2: So he's um, not a Jew, but he you know, did work that's... in fun. <laughs> I, I had to throw that in there. But, um, very nice, very nice. But, Jason, also, I, I think, especially for this audience, they're going to want to hear some of the people you photographed, i.e., Axel, slash, How et cetera. I... I
1: hate you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, I mean, i am i am um, I actually had the opportunity to shoot Axel when it was just Axel but they called it Guns N' Roses. This was maybe like five years ago. Wow. Um, I was hired by Daily on Tequila to make like four or five little performance videos of their fashion, uh, New York fashion um, show party at Hero Ballroom, which is now, I think, Tower or something down in the Meatpacking District. Um, so that was my first time able to shoot any of those guys. I also shot Slash at uh, Howard Stern's Birthday bash, which oh, was uh, cool. a couple of years ago too, because he did a uh, he, he came out for a couple songs as well. Um, but you know, I, I've I've done some work with Anthrax in the past, did a music video for them, and like a mini doc with them. Um, Ian, as you may may know, and your your listeners may or may not uh, approve of, but i I've sort of in neck deep in the Juggalo culture. with
0: <laughs> I tease him Foxy about and that. <laughs> and all
1: them, so you know, we have fun around here. You know, yeah, we we, uh, we try to we try to give everyone an equal opportunity to get shot. You know what I'm saying? It's fun. <laughs> so, actually, ICP uh,
2: got brought up in the last episode because of uh, the references to Slash in, in Violent J's book. So
0: This is a world I'm not uh, yeah. familiar with, and you're bringing me in. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to do the oh. makeup, but you're bringing me in a little bit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's, I was actually just having that conversation with my buddy who I attended the show with is that that's a very little-known fact, as it probably should be, to a lot of GNR fans that Slash was on um, The Great Malinko. Um, he does all the guitars. I wanna say it's Halls of Illusion. Yes, you got does, it. Uh, the the guitar score. Right, right, right. Um and yeah, and actually Violent Jays, I don't know if you know this Ian, but he's coming out with the uh spoken version of his book um this summer, um, uh, which I'm I will probably pick up just to you know, to have. It's always fun to hear him tell the stories. And I, it'll be interesting to hear his voice actually tell the stories about him and GNR and R and and meeting with Slash as well. So um, there, there's a little bit of, of tied togetherness of GNR and ICP. It's very, very small, but yes. it's there.
2: And, it, and there's... I, of course, want to ask about the show and everything, but I think, you know, there's one question I was thinking that the audience would probably want to know. There's so many times where you kind of get to meet your idols, you know, if you go to these book signings that these guys do and that type of thing, and we've gotten to meet some really cool people, you and I, Brando, mm-hmm. and, like, Jason, I know you've met people that you're just a huge fan of, and people probably want to know like what's the move if you know you meet someone and you don't want to like be this you know fanboy geeking out and everything but like you want to just be like hey i'm i'm a fan of your work and maybe get a picture with them like how do you how do you do it without coming off as you know a jerk off
1: yeah no that's a good question i mean i'd probably come off as a jerk off regardless (laughs) that's that's just a curse of me but but no i mean like i the way i look at it from a photographer's point of view is I would rather not say anything to the person, and I just want to get a dope picture. I want to get a picture that I can have for 50 years and be like, man, I captured that photo with that person, whether I got to tell them I was a huge fan or not, that is always my number one objective. However, like you say, there are some times where I just can't pass it up, or I, I you know, I, I'll, there'll be something that I just got to drop something to them, or you know if the opportunity arises where we are sort of more casual and we're talking I'll, I'll say something um believe it or not the couple of you know twisted and ICP just because it goes back to my youth and things were so different 25 20 years ago or so um those guys I've had as twisted especially I've had the the good fortune of actually becoming friends with them which is you know it's 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 funny and it's weird and it's it I, I feel very blessed to to do that um but I guess I'd say some people that I that I shot that sort of – I'm trying to think. I'll tell you, shooting Mike Tyson was really cool mm. um, just because there's so much – there's so many things I could tell him. And, and, you know, there's so many things that I'm sure he's heard before of. You know, I used to stay up late and with my dad when I was six years old to watch a fight. And I can't really get that out in time. So a lot of times the move for me, if I could shake their hand, look them in the eye and just be like, you know, thank you or big fan. That's usually enough for me. You know, like
0: do you do you ask you for with photographs them, for, with them? Oh, one second. Do you ask I'm for, for do you ask for photographs with them as well? Other than just saying you that's,
1: want no that's, or that's is that unprofessional? I, I, well, it, that's a good question. It, up at Sirius, there's so many people that come through there, and um, I'm hired to take the photos. So I think I've been up at Sirius for a little over four years, and only two times have I ever asked for a photo with um with talent and it was Alice Cooper and Michael Moore mm. just because I'm from Michigan and the Detroit Flint okay. I was, I you know I, I hold that flag very high and those guys are sort of like locals. But, I mean they're worldwide celebrities but especially from Michigan I you know I hold them very close to my heart. So that's the only time I've done that. I try not to do that. If I'm doing a photo shoot with someone, if I've been hired for a photo shoot for some talent or an artist or whoever, at the very, 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 very end, like we've called rap that's it. We're done. Yes, I will get a picture. But if it's going to be something real quick, I try to sort of keep that for uh, you know special occasions. I don't I don't want to go to the well one too many times. If you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. Here, I've been, I see. I'm like you. I just be like a fanboy. I, I met uh, Weird Al recently and, uh, I, yeah, and, and yeah. It, I came off like a, a teeny bopper and I'm just like when I was an awkward teenager you know, uh, a bad hair day got me through and you know, you're like, you know, you're my hero but I'm sure you hear that all the time and i was just like, I'm, I'm gushing and he just looks at me he's like, yeah but I've never heard that from you before and then I melted that's, so I mean, yeah, he's like that guy awesome. So, that's awesome, yeah, yeah. That's,
1: that's really cool that's very cool and, and that that's the other thing is, you know, there have been times where I've met celebrities where that, that's always the scary thing to me is, like, especially if there's someone that you love, 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 love. In fact, my best friend growing up is, like, the number one Jimmy Buffett fan. Mm. He was down in Key West and saw him and asked for an autograph, and it didn't really work. Like, the, he was sort of like, no. But then a couple minutes later, he, Jimmy Buffett sent out one of his assistants to get my buddy and his dad and brought him in the studio and, like, huh. you know, made had a little moment with them which is really cool and it's always sort of scary because you almost don't want to approach them just in case you know if you've been listening to someone's music for 20 years and you meet them for three seconds and they're a dick it's always sort of going to tarnish that (laughs) that view that you have of them so it's like you know you it's i don't know i don't know if there's a really rule or a a rule of thumb for it you just got to sort of feel it out and roll the dice case by case But, uh, but 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 say that again
0: case by case Case-by-case case 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 scenario. scenario.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's, you roll the dice and hope for the best.
0: So I guess uh, what would transition to the Detroit show is what do you prefer? Do you prefer, you know, uh, being in a room, a studio, setting up, or do you like being in the action? Do you like going to a show and shooting what you just did at uh, at Ford Field uh, with uh, Guns N' Roses?
1: You know, I don't. It's funny because I I don't feel like I can watch concerts normally anymore you know like i if i'm at a concert and i don't have a camera and i'm not shooting it i what, would shoot like, in
2: with this concert you just went as a fan
1: i went as a fan just for this concert and, and it was it was a struggle oh, okay. i mean like look i i'm there i know i'm not working i'm just enjoying it but that's just sort of like the the photographer tick that i'm sure everybody you know who does it professionally has it's like oh i would i still want to capture this moment or Maybe I could have snuck a camera in because, you know, especially a band like Guns N' Roses, they have their press passes and photo passes locked down. Um, so, I, 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 to answer your question, there's there's something really amazing about shooting live concerts. In fact, that's one of the perks, and that I recognized very quickly when I started shooting concerts. Is you may you only get three songs in the pit to shoot, but you are front row for mm-hmm. those three. Sh- songs and there's you know there's really nothing like that um however when we are in the studio whether I'm shooting up at Sirius or if it's like a, a private session and doing a little bit more uh fly on the wall stuff there's just a different vibe and I think you're you're almost seeing the the artists uh, you the real them not the stage them because you know when they're on stage they're performing at, hopefully <laughs> and um you get that vibe but it's, it's just more of an intimate and um More of like a behind the scenes something that not not everybody sees, and I think that 's where you really can capture some cool candid stuff and even selfishly as a fan, you see these people in real life you know you 're not seeing them on t v you 're not seeing them in front of fifty thousand people it 's just them and like a few other people in a studio and you you pick up little things and that remind you that they 're human and um you know they 're just like anybody else
0: so I guess the big question is how was the show (laughs) how was the show
1: the 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 show exceeded everything that i really um sort of hoped for it uh the big question that my friend and i have a friend of mine uh, his name is john miller he's actually working on a a screenplay about axel's life sort of independently but uh you know he's the the guru and he is sort of my sherpa through all things guns and roses um and so that was the biggest question was, all right, what time are they going to go on? Because they're notorious for going on super-duper late. However, this, this is a, a uh, stadium tour. There's a lot of people and money and reputation on the line. It's the first show. And they came out, I, I think it was probably like 9.30, 9.45, yeah, right on time. Well and they didn't stop for close to three hours. Like, Unreal. They played everything. They opened with "It's So Easy." They played a lot of their, their um, older stuff first. I'll be the first to admit I am not as versed with Chinese democracy um, songs, um, so, but they, I know they did do some of those. Um, and you know they played every single song that you'd want. The only one they didn't play was "Patience." They really? did not play "Patience," but they played everything else, and they played it well. The audience ate everything up. Um, Good stage presence, you know. It's that—that's the man. I think that's probably the first show in a really long time that I've seen in a in a uh, like a stadium like that. That is, there must have been seventy thousand people there. I don't know. I never actually found out the final final number, but I know Ford Field for concerts can hold up like you know sixty-five to seventy-five thousand people, and And it was was sold out.
0: What, yeah. Like, when did fans like? When did you show up? Like, were were fans waiting? Were there a lot there for Allison Chains because they opened?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We got there at doors. Doors were at uh, seven. Uh, we got downtown. We were staying just outside of downtown. We took an Uber downtown. We were there about quarter to seven, and it was. Uh, it, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Detroit, but downtown Detroit, within maybe like. One or two square miles, there's Ford Field, which is where the, the concert was, right across the street is Comerica Park, where the Tigers play. Down the road is uh, where Fox Theater and the Fillmore um, venues are, and there was a lot of stuff going on down there, and it was like, I'm trying to think, it was almost like having a, like a parade in New York City, where it's just wall-to-wall people. It was That's wall-to-wall awesome. people. And my, and my buddy John, who has never been down to Detroit, over to Detroit, he's like, man, this is great. There's people everywhere, and I'm like, well, it's not always. You know, it was always like, always like that. <laughs> but, but but for this, for for this show, for a, a band of this magnitude on a beautiful Thursday night, I mean, people go out and they were there to show out. You know, like they, I'm sure it's been on their calendar like it was ours for months, and.
0: It was, it, it was an event. It wasn't just a concert.
1: It was an event. It was an event. It was more than a concert. It was a full it was just an event for the city, you know, like everybody was out.
0: That's uh, incredible. Have you ever seen so, and, them before? And, by the way, have you ever I'm seen sorry? the have you ever seen the original band? Or was this your first time seeing?
1: Mm, no, that that's the first time seeing the original band. Uh, because yeah, w- you know, when I shot at Hero Ballroom it was just Axel. Yeah. And then at the uh, Howard Stern thing it was just Slash. So this was this was my first time seeing them like that and i will say in in john my the guy was with echoed this as well there is something to be said about slash and axel on the same stage seeing them together hearing them together that sounds like someone could axel's voice is, is one of a kind yeah um you could find someone to recreate a slash guitar solo. That's but true. it's just different. You know, like, those dudes, seeing what they built and how, you know, how far they've come, and even, even to know that the history that they've had and, you know, having some bad blood or whatever, they went up there and they rocked it out. And they, you know, for lack of a better words, they went out there and they did their job, and they did it really well. You know, they proved that they're pros, and I got my money's worth. That's so more, cool, More man. than my money. More, then did
0: they, my money. did they just do their, I guess that's what we were thinking about before, asking that question. Did they do their job, or did it seem like they were having fun?
1: Well, that's a good question. In, in fact, I debated what, how I would phrase this if you guys asked that. And, look, I think it's tough for a couple of reasons. First of all, they're in their 50s, so I think <laughs> sure. inherently there's going to be a... a, a notch down of energy just because they're like thirty years older than when they first started. Sure.
2: Um And and Axel will, recently breaking his foot. I mean that kind of ax- slows yeah, down the energy yeah. a little bit. I,
1: although I will say I wouldn't have known if I didn't already know that he had broken his foot, I wouldn't have been like, wow, why is he hobbling around or hmm. why is he moving slowly? Okay. He was good. He he had a lot of energy and I wouldn't have noticed. I will say this I think that, you know, there was a few times that Flash is playing either a solo or Axel's singing or whatever, and he went over and sort of put his arm on Axel's shoulder, sort of for like a camera moment. Mm. You know, and the crowd goes nuts. <laughs> and it was great. However, maybe it was just I don't know. I don't wanna say it was disingenuous, but it was just like, Oh, here I am, next to Slash, and then I'll move over here. It you could maybe tell that there was um
0: It may have seemed forced, or is it just like you? You just don't know. Maybe even
1: a little harsh. Fair enough. There's scars. How about this? There's scars. You know, like there are scars that probably will never heal, but they've healed enough for them to go out there and do their job and be pros. And were they smiling and and going crazy like they were in the eighties? No, but they rocked it out. Yeah. And. They, they did a good job doing it, and they did as best a job, I think they could, of masking that. And listen, I think that I'm super in, in tune with that, as was my, the guy that I went with. And we talked about it. That's one of the first things we talked about afterwards. Knowing as much as we know and being, like, music heads and knowing the history, maybe we're fabricating it in our head, but maybe we're not. But it sure just seemed just maybe a little different, whether it was their age and how long they've been doing it or whatever. Or maybe it's the first show and they're you know who knows, but it did. Um, it did seem like you know they, there was a little bit of a uh, a job, or a uh, you know just doing their duty out there doing it. But
0: it didn't take you know, away no, for it didn't no. take away from your enjoyment though.
1: Not at all. all right, cool. Not at all. Not at all. And, and, that's, and that's again that's that's me looking into it probably too hard. But at face value, dude, no, it was just a thick Guns N' Roses concert. Yeah, period. I was
2: gonna say that's one of those things that I think you and I care about and Jason cares about in some regard, a lot of people will say, I don't care if they get right. along. Like we're the nerds. On stage yeah, they, well, what about this? Yeah, yeah like they just want to yeah. hear them get out on stage and do a great show. And it's weird. Sometimes you could sense the tension and sometimes you can't because I saw Van Halen, and we already know there's a ton of Van right, Halen. Right, I saw them tension. as well. Uh, were you at that show a year ago at M- Jones
0: Beach? No, I went to MSG when um, uh, Cool and the Gang opened. Yeah, yeah. So I was at Jones right. Beach
2: and I don't know if you felt the same way at the show you went to, Brando, but um even though there's that tension backstage, on stage, I would have never known. I would have never known that yeah. these guys don't get along. Um I but- think
0: it's because we we want them to get along because we want their this to continue. We don't want this to be just a tour. We want there to be new music, you know. We want we we hope for, you know, there's this long gap of our what we consider our lives that we're missing, you know, let alone their lives. But we want it to continue. Sure. We, we want them to be friends again. It's a soap opera for us. We want Luke and Laura to get back together. Totally,
1: totally, <laughs> totally, totally. And yeah, I think it, that, that's the thing is I don't care if, I mean, of course I care, but I don't care as a paying fan who is, you know, flying from New York to Detroit to see it. They don't need to be up there. It doesn't need to be all puppy dogs and ice cream, you know? Like, sure. It doesn't have to be like that. They, I'm there for a rock show, and they, they did that. And, you know, I, another thing that I should, will say about Slash and just his talent, and granite obviously, he's a master of his craft. He's been doing it for years. And and anytime you play a song like that, over and over and over and over and over, you, you can play it in your sleep. However... When they would, t- with the cameras in the crowd, and, you know, on the big screen, the, the screens on side stage, they would sh- focus in on his fingers, and it, like, it was amazing. You know, like, they went there. They, If they don't like each other, that's fine, but like you said, I wouldn't have known that they didn't want to be there because it sure as hell looked like they gave it 110%. You know, like, they went there. The cr- That crowd was super receptive um, I don't know it just felt really it felt right you know it, it's it's everything expectation wise that I would have wanted and um, I'm happy I'm happy for them you know it seems like the uh, Rolling Stone had an article just released yesterday um, just sort of talking about it and, and everything was positive and that I think that's a good way to start out the tour and I'm happy that I was able to be at the, the first show just to sort of see what it's like the the first take you know
0: are you seeing um, them again when they come to New York no, he's going to no. Gathering of the Juggalos. Oh, yeah? <laughs> That's yeah.
1: exactly okay, why. He's
0: going the, of the <laughs> Okay, because I didn't know if it was because, you know, it's the combination of you being Detroit in the first show that you had to, you had to go to that one, but now, okay, it's a Juggalo reason. I got it. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was, it was just sort of one of those things that the, it, I, I wasn't – because I think it's the 23rd they're at. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh,
0: and Is the 24th, yeah. yeah.
2: 23rd and 24th, two shows.
1: Oh, they're doing two here. Okay, okay. Right. But he bought them, yeah, I no. think,
2: before they announced the, for the
1: show. Uh,
0: yeah, we show. both did, too. yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: Got you, got you. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I won't be going to that again. And I don't know. Just to be honest, I'm not sure I would go see him again oh. um, on this tour. On this tour, for the for the sheer reason that, like, I feel like I got it. You know, like I, I was delivered everything I ordered, and I'm sort of content with that. You know, like I'm really good with that. Now, my buddy John is going to another show, and because he just sort of can't get enough of it. And I don't know. Maybe I would. Maybe I would go to see. I mean, unless if anything what? has changed from the first one.
0: Right. Like, I guess would, unless, like, unless like Adler came out or Izzy. But I mean, I don't know if they would announce yeah. that. They might just show up. You
1: yeah, know. yeah. That's that, that's sort of what I'm thinking too. And my, my I, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But if it would, I don't think it'd be something like you know that would be announced. I think it would probably just be spur of the moment. They're thing. so but, mysterious.
0: Uh, those Guns N' Roses.
2: I, I get, and I get that, man. I I get not wanting to go, you know, or not feeling that desire that I need to see another show because you have other things going on in your life. I, I completely get it. Um, the last thing I'm wondering, just to wrap this up, mm-hmm. is how is Allison Chains? Because a few other people are going to get to see them open up uh, for the show. Brando and I are saying it's going to be Lightning Kravitz. For some people, it's going to be fucking Sk- Skrillex. Is it Skrillex. wait? Yeah. Is it Skrillex? That's yeah. really strange. But uh, how is Allison Chains?
1: Alice in Chains was great. I didn't know Lenny Kravitz was open up for some shows. And just from my musical history, I personally would have preferred Lenny Kravitz. However, Alice in Chains is one of those bands that in my life I they sort of they, they pop their head into my radar once in a while. I don't I don't own any of their music. I think if I look at my iTunes or on my, my, my MP3s, I maybe only own Rooster. I'm that guy, you know okay, what I mean? Okay, fair enough. But
0: not even Man in the Box—that was their hit.
1: <laughs> no, no, dude, I'm telling you. But I will say, we sat through their whole set, and I probably knew five or six of their songs. You know that I just never—it never occurred to me that it that those were Allison Chains songs. Then um, let me ask you that because this is going
0: to transition uh-huh. into our, our next subject when we're going to wrap up our our podcast is that sure. since you're not a big fan, did it matter to you that it was not the original that, you know, of course, Lane Staley has been gone for quite some time and they've been with William Duvall for quite some time now. So this is Allison Chains. Did that take anything away from you since you're not a diehard fan?
1: Yes. <laughs> okay. That, that's one of the things I was just going to say is because as like a purist or I don't even know if that's the right word, but Allison Chains, I know that name that everybody should know that name. Um, if I'm gonna say that I saw Allison Chains, like at the end of my life, I'm like, I saw Allison Chains, I feel like there would be an asterisk next to it. Fair because yeah. it's like yes, I did see Allison Chains, but it wasn't the O. G. lineup. Yeah. Um, not, but the new guy sounds amazing. He sounds just like him. Yeah. Um, yes, he I, you know, it sounds like he's got a tenure with him. I don't know their history as, as well as I should, but he was well received. Um again like the song if I wouldn't have known that it wasn't that it's not the original I would have just thought it was the original because he sounded just like them so like All I right. was pleased man like All right. it was great in the end I think even for Allison Change Chains as sort of as being the opener being the opener on the GNR show whether it was just because it's the first one or not people showed up for it you know cool. like it was one of those concerts that people were there at doors a lot of people were there at doors So, so I would say it was pretty close to half to three quarters filled when when they were playing and I think they really they played to that and, and thrived off that. I don't I don't know when how often they played to fifty, sixty thousand people, but um they definitely rose to the occasion, in my opinion.
0: Very cool. Well we cannot express the uh our appreciation for the time You've, uh, you've given us Jason, and um, just oh, recap- i just recopy. I felt like I was there, and now I'm even more amped to, to go. So thank you. I didn't think that was possible.
1: Hey, man. And, and no problem. Anything for Ian. You know, Ian. Uh, thank you, dude. It's always a pleasure hanging out. And Juggalos for, for uh, life.
2: <laughs> Jason for loves for breaking my right. balls we'll about move. that, too. Because uh, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. such a huge part of his life. And for me, you know, like, Guns and Roses is obviously a bigger part of my life. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the <laughs> last time ICP came to New York, I was like, yeah. I saw them like a little under a year ago. I'm all right, and he's like, "You gotta go, dude." Like, hey, it's oh, kind of man, the same I, way that I, he's I like, "I don't campaign, need to see GNR I, again."
1: I can't I campaigned so hard to get you to come. <laughs> and hey, man, you stuck to your guns. I can't. I can't knock on you for that. So it's all good. I'll get you next time. Around. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be <laughs> at the next, next show with you for sure. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome.
0: Thank you so much, Jason.
1: So I, on that note, I'm actually getting ready to go to the Dolly Parton concert. So what that's the, nice. <laughs> that's the other end of the spectrum for for. Jason Schultz's musical uh, interest Oh, wh- that.
0: by the way uh, Most importantly, I think, where can people Find your work and follow oh, you You can
1: go to the, a couple of Sites, you can either go to um, New Flint Inc Which is N E W F L I N T, Like the city with the bad water Dot com, <laughs> or you can check out Rottencake.com It's R-O-T-T-E-N-C-A-K-E Dot com And then I think you should
2: plug your Instagram in Because your Instagram's gotten huge
1: Thank you. Yeah, uh, my Instagram is just at jshaltz. J
2: and then spelled the non-Jewish way, S H A L T Z. So at j s h a l t z. Yeah, man, Jason, thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks, man.
1: All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon.
2: What
0: is such a such a nice guy. But to just to uh, go back to before what he was saying, which was such a huge point, and we wanted to make a major theme of this episode was Allison Chains. You know, and him not being a big fan, it mattered to him and i think that's the same thing with Axel dc now we i guess i'm a bigger acdc fan than you i'm not a, a you know
2: a massive acdc i would fan. definitely assume you are like i'm i'm a fan of the hits here and there but i'm not you know they're they're not one of my favorite bands by by any means i like acdc i mean who, who I mean, doesn't I... like who doesn't like thunderstruck and dirty deeds Dunder cheap and all that stuff but i I probably would never go see them, uh, you know, and and even with Axel, I'd, I don't know if I'm going to go see them.
0: So it, it depends because you know it's for me and a lot of it is it could be dependent on, on age. We we talked about this in the first episode how we, you know, where you know we're, you just turned thirty, happy belated. Thank you, sir. And you know I'm thirty two, so we missed the you know the height of Guns N' Roses. Yet we're still fans. So with ACDC, I still I'm, I'm more of a fan of the Bon Scott era, and he died li- long before I was born. So, you know, it's just interesting, like, if I were to say, like, exactly what he said. I, if I'm going to say I saw ACDC at this point, because it's not Bon Scott, uh, it would have to be with Brian Johnson. I saw ACDC. People will know who that is, because re- they're one of the few that really reinvented themselves with a the new face, for lack of a better yeah. uh, word. But if I'm going to see uh, ACDC with Axl Rose, I have to refer to it as Axel DC, because you know what I'm talking about at that point. Would I go see it? I don't know. I I saw a lot of the videos online just to be like, please don't embarrass me. Please don't embarrass he me. He
2: sounds great. He sounds fun. Yeah.
0: you know. And of course, he he's it, with Guns N' Roses. He's covered a, a whole lot of Rosie. Yeah, you know. And uh, that's actually my favorite, one of my favorite uh, AC/DC songs. I'm glad he covered that. But I don't, you know, I'm not. I don't know if I would go because it's different. Like I'm expecting Guns N' Roses with that. You know, it, he still has that voice. He's doing a good job. To use uh, Jason's word, job. Um, but I don't know if either if I would see it as well if you give me free tickets sure. Oh yeah
2: definitely yeah, that's the thing because you know you're gonna pay hundred something dollars for the stadium tour or you know they're playing MSG whatever Arena. yeah, tour. they're
0: coming back and they offered refunds and it's really divided, I guess kind of like the um, the Sammy Dave thing you know what are you yeah. gonna do but it's different there because we were watching before uh, interviews with Angus Young. Uh, with Axel. It's so funny. Axel's doing like press now, you know, a little bit.
2: I guess he has to with them. I, yeah. he, he's not doing shit for Guns N' Roses. I know. <laughs> not, I mean,
0: that's, who, that's who they are, you know, and they're, they're, yeah. they're sticking to their guns. <laughs> that was terrible. Um, <laughs> but he, they, he, Brian Johnson wasn't fired. He had a hearing issue, and it's like they couldn't continue uh, with him. And it's like they're going to upset people if they get a new singer, or they're going to uh, upset people if they stop. So what are they going to do? So I believe the story is Axel hearing about this, being such a huge ACDC fan, he offered his help. He knew somebody in that camp, and they reached out to him to audition. And it wasn't like, oh, Axel Rose, you're in, because there were a couple of uh, cover band singers that auditioned who were very angry and bitter that they did not get the gig. But I think uh, if you're going to go big... You, get, if you're gonna do it, you got to do it with uh with that, you know, because it just depends. And now Axel's so happy with about it. He, he, you see, you see those uh tweets that he's like, I'm singing in ACDC. Yeah, you know, thank you to all the the fans for accepting me. So I think that's a big part of it, you know. As I think, the way um Allison Chains went about it, you know, they were non-existent for a long time. You know, Jerry Cantrell. You know, I make fun of you and some of your bands. I saw Creed. And that's I, I love Creed. I know I that's did. Li- I really did like them back. I in the still day. do. Yeah, no, back. I I will. I still do. I do. I do. I know it's one of those things. Like it's cool. It's quote cool to hate them. And like yeah. Nicky oh, Black. but Mark Tremonti, amazing guitarist. Right, but then that's you know. Well, you know, Alter Bridge doesn't get the hate. Tremonti, his band doesn't get the hate for some reason because like, it's Scott Stapp gets the hate. Uh, but uh, Derek Cantrell opened. You know, and he still he has a similar voice. That's what they can harmonize so well. Yeah. But they were gone for a while. And then when they reinvented themselves, you know, it, they went about it. I guess I don't, the best you can go about it because this is their livelihood and they want to play that music. It's not like, you know, calling yourself that when everybody else is still alive, which I guess upset some people about Guns N' Roses when it was just Axel and, um, you know, revolving door players. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes those revolving doors were over a very extended period of time, but the public eye, you know what I mean? So it's just, I guess it's just what he said before. You know, it's a case-by-case scenario, and I think that's it. It's a case-by-case scenario with bands and changing members and, you know, what they mean to you. He still enjoyed it. Would I see Alice in Chains now? You know, if they opened up for Guns N' Roses, I would make sure to get there on time for the New York shows. Yeah, I I
2: saw him open for Velvet Revolver. Way back. That's cool. I also saw him play with Deftones. Um, I don't know
0: who, who I saw open for Velvet. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, I saw um, I saw them twice. I think once it was- If it was just... Jones Beach, it was- No, no, no. Okay. no. This was, um, I saw them once in Starland in Jersey, and I don't think they had an opener. Or it was like some like River City Rebels or something weird. Uh, but then I saw them down actually at West Palm Beach, and a Hoobastank opened.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. they're so, long forgotten. I yeah, feel like. I, I liked them at the time. Yeah, but. I just don't know what they're doing now. But anyway, <laughs> with, the, um, with the actual DC stuff, the the funny thing was this. I remember when they—I work with a guy who loves ACDC, James Maresca. He runs the At Rock Nation radio Twitter, if you've ever seen it. It's got a pretty decent following. Um, So anyway, he, he was planning on going to the MSG show— and then they had the whole thing where they said, you know, it's not going to be Brian Johnson, and they're going to allow refunds, sure. but they're going to have a replacement singer. And we were speculating on who it was. And I was like, dude, just, just refund your ticket. Like, I, I, you're going to go see for without Brian Johnson? That sounds ridiculous to me. That doesn't – that." I don't know. That sounds kind of irreplaceable to me. And then Mike Bins, who works in the who you know, sure. He was Mike. like, "But what if it was something crazy? What if it was like Axl Rose singing for ACD? And he just said that on a whim. Yeah, he did. And I was like, "That's not going to happen, dude. They're not going to. It's going to be someone you've never heard of, probably. Like, you know, who could replace Brian Johnson?" And sure enough, it was Axl Rose. And I think if you're going to get a replacement, like that's the perfect replacement. Not just because I'm a huge Guns N' Roses fan, but he has that rasp. And listening to these songs, like, he is just the natural fit. He, like, he- hearing him do Thunderstruck and all these songs, he sounds phenomenal. He does.
0: And there are some songs it just sounds like, you know, Guns in D.C. It's just, it's different. But there are some songs he, he fits perfectly. He has that that range. And when those rumors first came out, I'm like, bullshit. No way Axel Rose here. is doing yeah. that. That's they just happened to be in the studio. He's doing something else. I didn't believe that. And it actually happened. But you know, I would not have given away tickets because you never know if it's like an event. You know, they had just guest singers on. But I think what a lot of it is for these bands, and I think it's like that now for Stone Temple Pilots, it's the brand. You know, you got to sell that brand, and it's so hard to make it as a band, as an artist. And once you establish that brand, that Coca Cola people know who that is. Jason knew. I know Allison Chains. I only have rooster in my iTunes. He, I believe, he said, but he knows Allison Chains, so I think that's and I get it, and, and on a business standpoint, and I think that's why Axel did what he did. Yeah, you know, and he also did try to reinvent, you know, a little bit at the same time too. So it's going to be interesting. I, I believe he's offered already offered his services if they want to continue. Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't poo poo uh, if they want to make music with him. Yeah, but um, as far the last I heard, um. There is some ear technology for Brian Johnson that seems hopeful, and I believe he was just like being on the stage. I don't think it had anything to do with being like uh, recording. Although I will say this, I know you're you're also another um, a big Jim Brewer fan. Yeah, oh Brewer's great. Oh, he's, he's yeah, he's he was actually at the B A B studios like a week or so ago. Um he has an actual like real rock album out. No, oh, I know. And Brian Johnson. It's out now. Yeah, I didn't yeah. I know it's out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's like being received pretty well. Nice. It's produced by um, I forget his name, but from uh, Volbeat, one of the good- I think the guitar is from Volbeat, but Brian Johnson's on it. And uh, you know, I'm listening to an interview with with Jim Brewer, and he says the way that Brian Johnson records, he doesn't use headphones or anything. It's like he's on stage. He's just screaming like yeah. and it's like he's beat red and he's still doing it. And i, and he's I gotta, like he's like, How do you do that? He's like, I just drink, I have my whiskey, and I have my, my cigarettes. So I mean, maybe it, w- it would affect him recording as well.
2: I gotta wonder if there's bad blood though, because I, I would think he's like, What are you doing touring without me? You know, he's he's such a big part of that band. I know he's technically a replacement, but
0: maybe he wanted them just to stop. And I, I think, I think maybe that's why there's not
2: he would have preferred them to stop without him. I don't think he would want this he hasn't said anything positive about it from what i've seen it's
0: been his one statement was just it was kind of like a farewell like thank you for letting me be a part of this because it was kind of like the continuation of the acdc from bon scott you know letting me be a part of this family and you know but it was not no acknowledgement of axel or anything like that it was just very one-dimensional like a thank you goodbye uh but we watched, we we saw the interview with Axel, uh, Cliff, and, and Angus, and he sounds sincere. But we never know. Let's actually uh listen to a little bit of it. I'll look, you get a lot of rumors out there. A lot of people think he was Brian was fired and whatnot. And, you know, um, that's that's not the case. You know, Brian Sting is mainly his his hearing. You know, he already had a, a very bad ear. Um, and then he, the good ear that he had left was dropping rapidly. So I mean, it was an ongoing all the way, pretty much through the tour from yeah. the beginning. It was out of our hands. It was his call, what, what he felt. It's a horrible thing, and you know, the, yes. the okay. hope that it it gets better you know it's like well i'm not dancing around about this because it's not you know it's it's not like okay somebody said they're gonna go do something else and you know it's because of an unfortunate circumstance i know that's something i'm very aware of
2: we we wouldn't win in a lot of situations because if we just stopped
0: be a lot of people unhappy so there you go make of it what you will um so let's actually close right now with the openers
2: Yes, cause uh, that's a good discussion to have.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you know, we discussed with Jason how we saw Allison Chains. Uh, you and I are going to see Lenny Kravitz. I yeah. say that because he's half Jewish.
2: I've seen Lenny Kravitz. Um, I
0: haven't. I'm excited,
2: actually. I saw him open for Aerosmith. It cool. was cool. I'm not like a diehard Lenny Kravitz fan. I could take it or leave it. I mean, he's got some good songs, but... It's weird. Personally, I would rather see no opener at all. I would rather just see Guns N' Roses. I mean, you could do that by showing up night. late. I mean, what? You could do that by showing up late. Yeah, I know. There's just something about like just seeing that, ba- like an evening with Guns N' Roses, and no opener, unless the only opener I could really think of that I'd be like, okay, I this is awesome. I'm gonna guess. Is, but no, wait, no, you say it, and I'll be. I'll, I'll... I think I might even mentioned it. Re- reunited Skid Row. Yep, that was it. That, that was... would have been amazing, mm-hmm. but. Anything else – and any of these openers, I'm kind of like, eh, all right, that's cool. I'm not – I like, I'm not excited to see Lenny Kravitz. It'll be cool. And he is a great artist. I'm not taking anything away from him, but, like, I'd rather just see Guns N' the Roses. Maybe it's just me. So running through these other uh, openers – And I think
0: by the time – they're going to have played another show by the time we uh, put this out, yeah. I believe – uh, in in DC,
2: I oh, believe. Let me uh, look right here. They'll be playing. Um, what is today? Today is the 25th. So uh, as we're recording this, is mm-hmm. that okay to say? This podcast. <laughs> and so then tomorrow, which you know will have already happened, they'll have played uh, FedEx Field in Landover. That's Michigan, right? Yeah. I'm retarded. <laughs> um, and then Kansas City is next, then Chicago. Okay. Those are all with Allison chains. So then. Here's who we have coming up. A few of them say NA, so I don't know if that's going to be not announced or no opener. I think no opener would be awesome to see, but we'll see just, that's just me i don't know there's something about like the lights going down and it's guns and roses that like it's
0: that's gonna happen though there's gonna be so much downtime between the you know, i know
2: the, it's just i don't know that's just I, the I way it. i feel but
0: i mean I, I get it in an abstract way yeah you know it was cool when i saw so motley Crue like that
2: yeah and i've seen so and like all the energy is there for that band no there's no no one's like tired after seeing this like yeah the, yeah i can see that so here's who else we have Chris Stapleton, he's that's a country guy, country, right? Which is appropriate because that's the Nashville show.
0: Yeah, and he's um, you know, I'm not a big in, into country, but I know a lot of people in that uh, that world, and you know, he's well received. He's not like the pop country kind of guy. He's, I think he's got a massive beard, and he's just like you know, kind of a little bit of a throwback. So all right, that's
2: fair cool. enough. Fair I enough. don't know anything about him, so I can't even. That's really all comment. I know. I couldn't tell you a song. Um, but fair, it's it's yeah. a, it's, it's man, uh, Billy Talent. I know of. I couldn't tell you one song.
0: Uh, they had that one hit because I was, uh, you know, into emo and pop punk back in the day. Uh, Try honesty. And they're, but they're huge in in Canada. This is the Toronto show, right? Is it really a
2: they, or is, is Billy Talent the name of the guy? I think it's a band. Okay, I, it's funny. I said like if someone's a big Billy Talent fan, oh. they're probably like screaming at all oh, the stupid us, Americans. These <laughs> idiots. Um, See, I don't know anything about Billy Talent. I know of him. They have a I song called
0: he, "Troy Honesty" that came out when. I was Or him in of the them,
2: I, I don't know who I'm supposed to say. They have like, one, Is it like Britney Fox? How it's a band, but the name is Alice Fox. Alice Cooper.
0: Alice Cooper band.
2: Yeah. Marilyn but There still is an Alice Cooper, and there uh, yeah, still yeah, is yeah, a yeah. Marilyn Manson. But Vance I think and, it's a band. Okay. But the, wrong, the so front could, man, know. I assume, is Billy Talent know who gives a shit okay <laughs> so forever. we we've they one don't song care. i
0: know they're from canada they're playing the canada
2: show okay uh then you have the cult that would be very cool to see i've seen them with aerosmith the- i don't even really know the cult that well but the fact that it was matt storm's band at one time that's pretty cool and i,
0: I mm, yeah yeah, that's a good point
2: yeah and like oh, that's where he came
0: from and to tie everything in you know we'll go back to the openers in just a second i saw um ian asbury from the cult uh with the doors of the 21st century with uh robbie oh, krieger yeah. And, and awesome. you were in your Doors uh, necklace. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was that was a cool show. Obviously, I'm not going to see the Doors, but
2: I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm trying to remember. I know that I know songs by the Colts, but what were their big songs? Again Fire there? Woman. Okay. The only reason I think it's uh, cool, she like sells I said, Sanctuary. No, they, I've definitely heard stuff and I've liked it. You know, not blatantly, not a huge fan, but. I think it's cool because of that connection, that Matt Sorem connection. Sure, no, they're a good band. Uh, then we have, and I know how you feel about this one, as do I. In Houston, and I feel bad for all you people in Houston. Skrillex. You know what? We we got to save this for another
0: podcast, and because I just I have a lot of friends that are in that field. I EDM know the EDM, the you know the DJ, which is like I find offensive because I'm a disc shocky. You're a, a you push a friggin' button, you know, or multiple buttons, and you're like wicka wicka waa. You know, look, well,
2: it's not. I like how with the way you did that was yeah. uh, like how Will's, they moved. No, no, no. What you said sounded like a Wild Wild West Welcome, by Will Smith.
1: Yeah, wicka wicka waa. Come on,
0: Wild Wild West. So I'll save you, Sami Hyak. Sorry. Um, it's just not my thing, and I really don't get it. Maybe it's I'm getting old and it's the new hip thing.
2: You know, it's weird. I've I just to...
0: don't get it, but I know Axel, he was in the industrial for a while, so maybe that's it. And, I, I and don't know,
2: man. I'll tell you this, actually. I remember I've, I saw DJ Tiesto at that Area 2, I think it was called, tour that Moby did. And that, Other you know, than Moby, I understood no words in that sentence. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> DJ, DJ Tiesto was there at Jones Beach, and it was like a little side stage. And he was like the big trance artist at the time. He's still huge, so it's that same EDM thing. And I'll be honest, I had a fun time, man. There were like a ton of hot chicks, you know. Yeah, it's but like well, it's,
0: well I know, knowing you, um, I mean, you can say, uh, were you on drugs? No, I, I don't uh, do drugs. I know that. that <laughs> okay, that's why I said I assumed, <laughs> but maybe
2: when in Rome, you, yeah, were, you know. No, it, and it was it was a cool vibe. And I'll be every now and again, I'll turn on the EDM stuff on Sirius XM when I'm just driving around, and it's cool to listen to. I'm not like a fan, but uh, and Skrillex actually makes some stuff that I think is really cool. I'm not. Once again, I'm not a fan, but my problem is just that it's opening for GNR. It's it's weird to me. It's it's strange to me. Maybe as they're trying to, to bring else. in new fans. Maybe yeah, it, I mean, also I you have Melissa Reese, who kind of comes from that world, and she's now in the band. Uh, that could be an interesting angle. Yeah,
0: because that's a bring because there are he has a massive following.
2: Yeah, and and, and, then, and he is talented. I'm not trying to take. You. you know, he was in also the band. Uh, yeah, I think it was in every time I die was the band. Something he was like in. that. So, yeah,
0: and he also is a uh, stunt double for Corey Feldman. <laughs> he looks exactly like Corey Feldman,
2: but with his hairstyle.
0: Yeah, yeah. With i mean, his Skrillex. Look, hair. I, I, I look, we'll, we'll say this for another episode, and I, I mean, I'm sure I want people to like. Conv- I've had conversations convince me to like this music. I, my, some of my brothers like this. It's just it's not for me. You know, if it helps Guns N' Roses
2: in the long run. Good for you. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate EDM or any of that. I just don't think it works for. It's just not my bag, baby. Yeah, it's It's weird. Also, seeing a country, I don't know. It's like Guns N' Roses to me are in a league of their own. There's just there's no band out there that's on their level. Even like I'm a huge Deftones fan. I like Deftones probably equally with Guns N' Roses. Really, not a fan of the the new album, really. But yeah, those are always my two favorite bands. I don't even know how I'd feel about Deftones opening for Guns N' Roses because. They wouldn't be as well-received by the crowd as, you know, going to a Deftones show. I just would like to see them. And the only band, like I said, that would really fit and be an opener that people would be excited about, for me, would be a reunited Skid Row. That would be amazing, but it's not going to happen.
0: Never say never.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You know,
0: uh, not in this lifetime. Yep. Right? You you never know. So I guess this is probably a good place to put a pin in it. Do you have any other
2: final thoughts No, I guess that's it, man. I'm very—I mean, it's less than a month away from when we'll get to see them. Any of my friends who I see at shows, for the most part, are going to this show. Like, I know a good good dozen people I'm probably going to see in the parking lot before that show. Because I'm not even, you know, we didn't buy tickets together. I'm going with my friend Steve, but I'm sure I'll meet up with you. Yeah. I'll meet up with my friend Steve's brother. Mike bins our friend, is going to that oh, is show. He? Yeah, James Maresco works with uh, me. It's just, and these names don't mean anybody to people in this universe. But it, I'm just saying, like... People who even rarely go to shows, this is one of those shows where if you're in the tri-state area, like you got to be there. I think because it's what Jason Because you don't know says. when it's going to happen again.
0: That and what Jason, uh, uh, our guest earlier, said, it's going to be an event, not just a concert. It's going to be an event. So um, thank you so much for listening to episode two of Appetite for Distortion. Uh, you could follow us. Uh, you want to get—because I, I believe you're the, the social—you created the social media.
2: Yeah, you're the guy who's on it most of the time. I though, know. I, cool. yeah, you know what? Other
0: than just like, you know— f- Finding this episode, on which is also going to be on iTunes. You know, we like to, you know, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's Throwback Thursdays, whether it's Wednesday Wisdom. I know I'm like a girl. I know all these, like, hashtag days. You know, I like to post, like, videos and all uh, Guns N' Roses pictures and news articles. So we really want to make it another news source of, uh, of Guns N' Roses if you follow us on Twitter and Facebook.
2: Yeah, so it's Twitter at the AFD show. Facebook.com slash The AFD Show. And then on iTunes, you just look up Appetite for Distortion. It's right there. And leave us a review because I really want to get ranked in that music category. It would help us out a ton. Uh, you know. We're here for you, too. Yeah, so just leave a review. Leave an honest review. Yeah. Whether you like it or don't like it, I just would like to see more reviews up there.
0: And, and something, if you don't like it, just do something more than just like a poop emoji. Just like let us know like, you know, if you guys did this or that, I mean, if you're anti-Semitic, we can't do anything for you. <laughs> you know, we are what we are. But, uh, uh, yeah. Or
2: if they're anti-Italian in my case. Oh, that's, oh that's, that's right. You're, you're a pizza bag. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, leave a review, please. And then uh, you know, I have a Gmail account, so if you have any questions or any of that stuff, uh, at the afd sh- well, I shouldn't say at the afd show at gmail.com um we have a lot of ideas in store for guests uh w- just a lot of people that we'd love to bring on former members of the band people associated with the br- br- the band and i think next episode we'll try to get someone you know a name that you guys know
0: sure and anything that again you want to hear any recommendations we want to be a... a- this is probably not going to sound as cool as, as uh, in my head as when I say it. We want to be your, your mouthpiece. Does that sound?
2: It sounds fine, man. All right. I
0: feel like Steph Curry okay. right now. All right. But we want to be your, <laughs> your mouthpiece for, for Guns N' Roses, for rock and roll, for just having a good time listening to a podcast. So we're, we're here for you.
2: Yeah. And like in these first two shows, we wanted you guys to get a little bit more acclimated with us. But now we're going to start bringing on some heavy hitters, I think. And, we're, you know, I think there's a lot of people in that world that we'll be able to get on, Hopefully. I know you're a little, like, nervous that, that I might not be able to deliver. But I think well, we will. Yeah. I think we will. And, um, you know, there, there's guys that people are dying to hear from that are on, like, my GNR forum. Like, Paul Tobias and stuff. Everybody's like, I'd love to hear an interview with this guy. We'll try. Or, you know, Bumblefoot maybe. Or, you know, Anthony Bozu who's become a friend of mine who wrote Slash's book with him. And, you know, also wrote Artie Wang's book and, and Tommy Lee's book. So there, there's a lot of people in mind for episode three and episode four right. and so on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, again, thank you so much, and uh, we will see you. Um, as Axel Rose says, you'll see it. I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it.
2: You've been listening to the distorted minds of Brando and Scotto, dissecting all things Guns
0: and Roses on Appetite for Distortion. Follow the guys on Twitter at The AFD Show and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The AFD Show. No!